The following will contain spoilers and expletive language. Okay, this is Instant Q Review, where we only watch Instant Q movies. And then we only review them. <laughs> instantly. Instantly we review, review them. Instantly. After not having watched the entire thing. Right. Instantly. Okay, this is Derwin Delita, along here with Pat McGrath and Anthony Sanio, the usual suspects. Hello. Hi. Um, very suspicious. <laughs> tonight we are... Very, <laughs> very suspicious. suspicious. Uh, tonight we are going to be watching Hellraiser Revelations, the latest in the Hellraiser Octology Plus... Octogenarian. Oct- no, no, it, trilogy, it's... Trilogy... Uh, Quint... No, yeah. no, uh... He's the ninth nine, one. Nine... Wait, geriatric octogenarian. Octogenarian is eight. No, well, I was about to say it's adding on to the octology. Oh, oh, adding. Okay. <laughs> I'm nodding my head with approval. Yeah, yeah. This is the one without Doug Bradley. Why are we watching it? Out of out of sick curiosity, really. <laughs> That's really sick. It's so, Anthony, you're, you are you bi- aren't you a big fan of uh, the Hellraiser I, movies? I I would say I'm a pretty big fan of like. Hellraiser one and two. I think I think Hellraiser was one of the first movies to actually really frighten me. Yeah. This the the hospital scene where uh, Kirsty Cotton first meets Pinhead was amazing. And right, yeah, that's good. A great scene. I love the, the the tangible feel of most of these past movies. The first four have so much practical effects, although many optic effects also. But um, it, it's much more frightening uh, for, for me that, that way because it feels real. Yeah. It takes up space and it casts a shadow and that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just curious where where this one goes, if at if anywhere at yeah. all. Actually before you came over, Anthony, we peaked we peaked at the opening scene. Opening minute, yeah. And it looks like some of it is gonna be uh, found footage or a handheld camera or something. Oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. here are some scenes of that thing that we just talked about. That thing we do. Hellraiser Revelations. Right. Doing that thing we do. Breaking our hearts into a million pieces. Like we always do. Watching those movies that yeah. poo. poo. Watching those movies of poo. poo. Movies made from poo. poo. Well, I'll tell you one thing that's fascinating about the four most recent ones, the ones that were all straight to video, they were way more scaled down than the other four. That they felt like episodes of a TV show. Yeah. So this. This fits in well enough so far. They're breaking the uh, the rule thing. Like, oh my god! Who, who's holding that camera? Yeah. Why even have a, Why even bother having a found footage movie if you're gonna stray from that? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's more compelling that we just see the footage. Right. But rather than like cutting to the professional camera where it's right, right. shooting it like omniscient. I don't think they could have. They could have thought of anything compelling to do with that footage. It's too bad. I mean, it's an interesting idea, but it's executed so horribly. Yeah. I really don't like these guys. You know, I hope something bad happens to them. Something bad did happen to them. 
That's why it's found footage. And we know that. If you got caught killing a hooker, you would kill yourself. Well, if I got quantum leaped into one of their bodies and I still had realization of my own consciousness in one of their bodies, then I would kill myself. So I wouldn't have to be in their stupid body. Okay. In their stupid troublesome bodies. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're showing way too much pinhead already. Just for no reason. For no good reason. That's a horrible pinhead, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that was very, very... The eyes are totally wrong. He'd be okay if he were not as visible. Yeah, I guess. Or if he was Doug Bradley. If we if we just saw less of him, then he were, he, he were more... Oh, well. More mysterious or something. We live in a hill because we don't like to be able to be communicated with. Send an email to the police. Hey, yeah. Go to 911.com. <laughs> <laughs> Help at 911.com <laughs> To whom it may concern It's like to one whom? of those drop down forums Where you like <laughs> <laughs> This is why you shouldn't live in Neighborhoods like this In the middle of nowhere neighborhood mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah Yeah you, you I have, don't know I, I was I, I was thinking of like If I had the money I would live in a hill Please Why <laughs> You wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. No. Where there's no one to help you. Right. As much as I guess the solitude. It's like, 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 like what happens in funny games. You were trying to avoid that situation. Oh yeah, definitely. Where yeah, exactly. You have so much land and you don't know your neighbors. Right. And some kids in boat shorts sh show up and they, and and they say they're from the neighbor's yes. place and they're really not. And they need eggs. And they're wearing loafers, yeah. And they and they ask for eggs and they drop one of the eggs. Oh, what a nightmare! <laughs> Wait, they're all gone. The the cars. Their That's own what cars. You said. Their own cars are are I not didn't there say anymore. It. Yeah. I was trying to decipher what the movie was trying to say. Their own cars are not there anymore. Oh, that's what happens when you open the box. Mm -hmm. Your cars disappear. Your cars disappear, and, and, you, you, and your son shows and up Pinhead covered. Starts to brood. In you the make thing. an involuntary donation to to uh, to the Cinnabon Fund. Yeah, to the cars. You know, the cars for the Jews or whatever it is. What the hell? <laughs> involuntary donation to cars for Jews. Yeah. <laughs> What's the thing where you give your car away? Yeah. Cars for tots or something? No, it's cars for Jews. Cars for tots. Oh. Cars for Jew tots. Yeah. <laughs> A fragrance called the Cenobites. Would you wear the Cenobite fragrance? Yep. By L'Oreal? <laughs> yep. Would you? Yep. Yeah. You better. I know the similarities between the, this and the human centipede. Don't go somewhere. They both punish you for partying. Yeah. A lot of horror <coughs> movies do. Well, then that's... Then that's really? Yeah, a lot of... Well, Halloween and Friday the 13th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is basically the same story as in the first Hellraiser This is movie. the Hellraiser for the new generation. Oh, that's terrible. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> the Cinnabon. I led them. The Cinnabon. I led them here. They're delicious. You know, when, when you keep saying who, who, the Cenobites, you know, it just kind of deadens the impact of... True. They don't say Cenobites at all, right, in the first one, right? No. Oh, maybe. Maybe a couple, maybe once or twice? Yeah, maybe once or twice. Maybe a little. I think Anthony is starting to like this movie. What? <laughs> He's starting to get into what? it.
I can I can tell. He's starting to get into it. He's not denying it. <laughs> uh oh, they're gonna fuck. Brother and sister? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Pat? Incestuous union. <laughs> it seems the kind of thing that demons would want to see happen. Yes. So it happened in end of days. All the more for it. Oh shit, Luke and Leia, shit. <laughs> oh shit, they're doing it, Pat. <laughs> Thoughts on that, Pat McGrath? Uh, they're just actors. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Anthony, thoughts on <laughs> that? There we go. Oh, Pat. Oh, oh shit. I'll say oh. I'll say she's really she shouldn't have been wearing that that dress to that dinner. You know? Yeah. She hasn't changed her clothes since dinner, and she never expected anyone to show up apart from the parents of her dead boyfriend. Yeah, she really shouldn't have been wearing that. Her missing boyfriend, so already that's in poor taste. <laughs> now that that's been, the acting. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that it's been two hours since anything happened, now let's look what's going on. Let's not immediately try to find out what's going on. No, no. Let's wait. Let's, let's, let's brood. Wait. Let's brood in the in the living room for a little bit, and and let's brood in the kitchen. <laughs> and then now let's find out what's going on. First, we have to brew some coffee. Yeah, brew coffee while we're brooding. Yeah. The one acting. I'm acting. I'm acting. <laughs> I'm an actoring. I'm an actoring right I'm now. Well, why doesn't he help him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. It's it's like that scene in uh, Killer Clowns. He just <laughs> it's the, the pharmacist. Oh, he's like oh 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 oh, oh, oh but oh 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 jeez. Oh. These are pretty good makeup effects. Yeah. At the very least, we're a bit, we have been treated to decent makeup. Right. That's what the. It's a metaphor for this movie. It's a big makeup effect. <laughs> yeah. I bet you when he read the script, he was so fucking excited for this scene. Yeah. This fucking 20, 21-year-old kid. I get the whole. I got and he. But that was was like conjuring up what he was gonna do in the scene. Like he was gonna be a fucking badass. But it winds up being treated like this. Yeah. Fuck. And he ends up talking like this. <laughs> and he ends up pointing a gun. He's the best. I'm the best. I shoot a gun in the scene. It's good. I sh- I'm fucking you. I'm fucking, I'm fucking, I'm fucking. 50 years of fucking. This movie officially is now in free fall. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's at a nosedive. It's... The ultimate warrior nose dive, and we're not returning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The the filmmakers have made the sacrifice. <laughs> filmmakers have made the sacrifice. <laughs> Middle Eastern for no reason. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. I'd like to know more of what they've actually been through and done. Right. Because this trip doesn't really bond me with them. They wanted to 
fuck someone. Right. But they wanted to get their dicks wet. But they have to have done something previously to bond their friendship together. Right. And, so and I don't know, know what that is. You want to know why they became friends? No, why they... Why, what they, been why they have such explicit trust and, and, uh, and supposed love for each other. Well, it's not enough that they're just really good friends? Nope. No. Because... No. No. <laughs> because what... What Nico has gone through, like being being dragged to hell, and his corpse comes back, and he tells his friend, "Kill people for me, so you can make me alive again." I need you need a bigger commitment than that. It's like um, in the first film, the the, the affair with uh, Julia right, and exactly. Uncle Frank. You know, yeah, they had snippets of their Julia and Frank had a much more intense and personal relationship. Right. They were. Yeah. Well, there's no time for that in an hour. 15 in an hour. 15, you see, yeah. See, there's many. This is missing thirty minutes of just. Bullshit backstory that'll make this all more impactful. Oh, okay, I get it now. What? Um. Uh, Nico took uh, Steven's skin. Oh. Who's Steven? The other, the other Steven, friend. Steven looks like that guy, but that's not really him. Oh, oh, oh. Right. He took his skin. Oh, 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 oh. Just like Uncle Frank took uh, cook, took uh, the father's skin. Right. So this really is just like the original one, but worse. He's got big puppy dog eyes. I, know, yeah, I was about to say. Right? I was about to say that. <laughs> so that's so bad. <laughs> Jesus. It's like they're getting bigger every time we see him. When we cut back, it'll just be an, a big ass eye. Just all eyes. <laughs> oh man! What? That felt like not even a full Boo. movie. Nope. It did not feel Take like a his full name movie. Off. Well, I hope he got paid well. What are their names? Uh, Steven and Nico. Yeah. Vagrant. 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 You. Vagrant. Oh, that's good. Guy, <laughs> Sarah Craven. That wasn't even the guy's voice. Wow! They had to get. Oh gosh! Wow! They couldn't get one person to speak well. Oh! They cast a guy who specifically looked like that and knew he couldn't speak well. Yeah. And not even look well. Right. Didn't even look that good. They didn't get. They couldn't get two people. Oh god. (laughs) Oh, that's even worse. That is getting even more aggravated. Bradley didn't want to do this. I don't. It's no different than the other ones, except no. it's, it's the same thing. It's just yeah. a crappier version. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, uh, so Steven and Nico, two spoiled kids from a, uh, a quietly um, destructive family relationship, escape to Mexico and call upon the Cenobites from the Lament configuration. A vagrant uh, gave them the box. Yeah. Um, ugh. Really aggravating. It winds up being a copy of the first Hellraiser movie, just with different people acting it out, but similar things happen. Very inferior. So, so Anthony and Derwin and I are watching the, the, the closing credits, and we notice that one guy is credited for being Pinhead, and then the closing credits show up, and they say, Voice of Pinhead, and it's a different guy than that one guy. And um, as I said earlier, the, the, this is the first Hellraiser movie to not feature Doug Bradley as the character of Pinhead. But instead of, I don't know, offering him, or maybe he did turn it down, I really don't know, but he's not it. What they did, they 
cast someone else, but then they also cast someone to do the voice. A bad voice, too. Which was all the more aggravating because Doug Bradley speaks really well. He has a deep voice with a lot of timber. Right, and and he can add to it and it gets right. augmented sometimes. But um, uh, he he can act and can speak incredibly well. And this guy, I guess they cast someone for looks and then they cast someone else to do a voice. It just kind of sort of half-heartedly rips off Doug Bradley. Yeah, it's all it, it it's just all the more aggravating to, to, to see that they couldn't find one person. Right. To fill the shoes of someone else who had been doing it very well and and almost thanklessly, yeah, because he's he's right. The, he's he's in all of those. He's the best part of the worst of those movies. Right. And this movie came out two years ago. Uh, to little little to no fanfare. Wow, from, Weinstein Company produced this. Yeah, Dimension, I guess. Yeah, no, Dimensions kaput. But their logos at the front. Yeah. Oh, is the really the yeah, Dimension, Dimension logos at the front? Oh, okay. Um. Oh boy! So, some of the makeup effects are okay, but the story is just a bit of a, a bit of a rush jumble because we don't clusterfuck. We don't know much about the timetable or what these people are actually mourning over, if at all. We have no reason to care for any of these people. Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying during the podcast, they it felt like they already had the seed of, of found footage, and oh, what if we have. A found footage movie about Hellraiser. Yeah. But they didn't bother to pay attention to any of the good they found st- footage. Yeah, they started they started the movie with that, but they realized, oh, they they we probably didn't... won't be able to film the whole thing, their whole experience. When they could have. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to film everything. So now we have to show a scene where... Um, they're filming, and then uh, we have to pull away from it and film them filming someone else. So it's just it just was a very lazy attempt at trying that. Yeah, it all felt really lazy, except you know the makeup effects, some of them. <clears throat> right. Yeah. The, the 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 makeup effects are okay. But when you see Pinhead up close, you realize that you see the prosthetic, and you're like, oh, jeez. Yeah. The the face. Yeah, so you know, but, it's, yeah, the, 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 like I missed I missed the, the natural look of older films, you know, older horror movies, you know, like that's what makes them good and, and makes them seem real and just raw. Yeah, this is everything is so glossed over now. A lot of what the sequels wound up doing was uh, making new Cinnabites uh, from the storyline, like a, a person who was especially uh, adventurous in seeking out pain and pleasure gets punished mm-hmm. and turns into. Um, another army of the Legion of Hell or wherever they're from, um, and this one uh, is certainly no slouch on that because they make up a new a new thing that I noticed in the credits. Uh, he's he, he's credited as Pseudo, P S U D O, um, and that's okay because his story actually wound up being pretty interesting by the end. Up until then, I didn't care about him until we realized that oh, his friend took his skin and he's masquerading, so he was wronged in the end. But his reward for being wronged is that he gets to fight uh, the people that he came from. And that's interesting. And if he shows up in any other sequels, I guess that's interesting too. But not completely. Yeah, the whole thing is just lazy and they Very lazy. half-heartedly copied the first movie and Ugh. tried to reassemble it and repackage it yeah. for the new 
breed of movies. Yeah. Yeah, repackaging is really lame. <laughs> yep. Because you don't care about any of these people. No, they're really... See, that's the problem with a lot of movies nowadays is that you don't give a fuck about the char- the main characters. Well, some yeah. concepts have just been pounded into your face to death. So it's like, like pins. Right. <laughs> like a pin. And so, it's, you know, there's there's no... Uh, there's no original originality. Essence well, I mean, of... I, I almost don't even care about the originality of the of the concepts of movies. Right. It's just they they don't take any care of making us care about the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. a good yeah. That's about good. the characters and you know right their situations. I guess when when everything's been done, I mean, all that's left is you know just to Keep. to have empathy for another situation. Maybe yeah. Because we were getting some really damaging news by the end of the story, yeah. With w- one of the characters saying, "Oh, you've been sleeping with your friend's spouse, and so have you, and so have you, and that's why us kids are I, so screwed up." I think they were all just sleeping together. I couldn't make out what the fuck they were talking about. Apparently, they were. They yeah, their parents orgy. were. Their but, parents were. But they were trying to keep it a secret from their kids or from one of the other spouses. And that's interesting. And that, yeah, that's interesting. And that is certainly a hotbed for breeding uh, very resentful, damaged children. But it's only brought out at the end. Yeah, it could, it's it, not. It's, it's just an afterthought. It could have easily been been seeded earlier, and that would have made it more compelling. Yeah, integrated earlier. But it wasn't. No. Uh, so quick, there were pros and cons of living on a hill. Because <laughs> you said you would want to live in a house like I that. W- <laughs> I would. Want to live on a hill? Well, then you'd be subject to the people in the hills <laughs> that have eyes. The hills have eyes, you know. The people in the hills that have eyes. You well, know. not if I have the sta- a state-of-the-art security system <laughs> around your trailer with yeah. the shotgun shells and things. What if I have what I what if I have a security guard on the grounds well, to protect on me? Who the security guard is. Would you pay that vagrant to, it's, to, to it, be your security guard? Yeah, sure. Okay. Pin, just one security or guard? Or pinhead. I would pay pinhead to protect me. <laughs> just one pinhead? Just a one pinhead. One's all you need. <laughs> I mean, look at him. He's a, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Right. I mean, yeah. just, I mean look at him. He, he totally would... He needs the monetary compensation. <laughs> yeah, he does need a bit of... <laughs> he needs a new suit, you know? He needs... His pins are rusty. You need to... Yeah, he needs, a, he needs to have them dipped in iodine or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cleaning leather is not cheap. And there's blood and semen and body fluid all over that leather. Um, Yeah, most of of the the danger in the center of this movie, what was that? Oh, we can't call anybody because our phone service is cut off. And we have to have a landline because we live in a hill. Um, So it's a way of isolating the characters. It it didn't really factor into it. It did. Because they would have called... Yeah, I mean, the calling, but... I mean... They only tried that one time to yeah. do it. Yeah. And I guess I guess that was the seed of, oh my god, they're fucking stuck. You yeah. Know, that's the, but they didn't really like try everything that they could. Mm, that's true. They didn't leave enough. <clears throat> yeah, they didn't, they didn't like, leave the house. Yeah, they could have like, I don't know how far they are yeah. from the city. They could have right. run ran to the city or something. Right. Or, everything was half fast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, if you live on a hill, then you at least have some like <laughs> some amount of uh, quiet or solitude from neighbors. Is that why people would do it just to get room away from people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
That that that'd be the reason that I would do it. Okay. Well, I just you... like I don't know. I I like peace and quiet more than most people. I would say. Okay. Because like I couldn't see myself living in an apartment complex. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's it's not the most comfortable comfortable thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys have more experience than I do. Yeah, good and bad experiences for me. Yeah. No, no, no just like uh, I kind of like the solitude and being able to work on things yeah. without any distraction. Yeah. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind like being in a neighborhood where we're spaced quite quite well right right reasonable amount yeah. of space sure yeah like i have a plot of land and then you know there's neighbors and shit yeah so it's just it was just a half-ass remake yeah uh and you guys should not watch it nope. yeah i don't recommend i do no. not recommend just watch just watch the original hellraiser yeah just start there Hellraiser uh, Revelations. And the revelation is... Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the Metascore, what did you give it? It's a yes or no or maybe. No for me. No way. No, don't. Yeah. 0% Metascore, Instant Q Review, Hellraiser Revelations. 2010. 2010. But released in 2011. Ah. And put on Netflix in 2012. Yeah! <laughs> So there, Harvey Weinstein, you should give your money to us and we will make you um, a better Hellraiser movie. <laughs> <laughs> just just get Doug Bradley to... Yeah. Get Doug, Doug Bradley. Yeah. The, the, they'll get, all be a little and, better. And I, I don't think Clive Barker is doing anything, so just give him money. Oh, yeah, he is. He's writing books and stuff. Yeah, but he's not making movies, so he's... He's writing great, he's writing great he's books. He's writing mo- books that are better than his movies, I'm sure. Yeah. He just I'm, put out I'm the, 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 the third Aberrat book, which has amazing artwork. Isn't he r- r- writing a book about Jesus also? I don't know. Was there a revelation in it? Maybe. Is there Hellraiser revelation in Probably. it? Probably. Well, we know there's two nail, uh, th- three nails showing up anyway. Right. Right. Anyway, that should just about do it. Have a good night. And Hellraiser, have your own revelation, but not about Hellraiser. Well, yeah, you should have a revelation about Hellraiser. <laughs> and the revelation is just watch, watch the original watch film. Watch the first two films. And watch Hellbound and. Hellraiser and Hellbound, yeah. And that's it. And I ah, recommend well. Amputation. <laughs> Anyway, good night. Good night. I am the third revelation. (laughs) I I couldn't sit through one revelation.